Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris up here on Ben Buckler once again. It's a beautiful Sunday morning, been for a long walk, had a bit of a dip, going back for another one. The beach is so full of kids and people training and swimming from about the middle of Bondi to the north. Uh, it's, it's almost unwalkable for the number of people uh, training and uh, doing their, uh, with the kids. And there's under eights, under fives. It's just absolutely spectacular when you think about it every single person there is a volunteer on their Sunday morning uh, they want their kids to be in it and so they're in it it's quite pretty um, and, and, and respect everybody especially the kids because they come down rain hail or shine today it's a little easier because <laughs> it's just awesome out here today uh, and I'm looking out to sea can't see any whales it's probably gone the, the end of the season so I think I'm here alone. <laughs> so you've got to know people, right? And it's as a leader, one of the single most important things is knowing how to know people. And one of the biggest mistakes you can ever make in your life is meeting people at face value. That's a really big error. Um, and let me just explain this uh, and, and respect, with respect, to saying that everybody uh, you meet uh, is allowed to introduce themselves to you at their face value. But if you take that as true, uh, as a leader, you're going to be uh, facing some rather embarrassing uh, realities as time goes on. Let's talk about this. Firstly, we all have a public and a private self the self that we are at home, we keep it at home. Uh, we might be our body shape, it might be our thoughts, it might be what we watch on TV or the hours we spend doing something we shouldn't or our appetite for porn or whatever it is, we keep our privates privates and our publics public. Never more so than when you meet your boss because you want that person to think you are the ant's pants and so you present to that person your best self, what you think is your best self. Now, therefore you present to them your most public self, the one that you like or you're most proud of or you think somebody else will be most impressed by. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. It's pretty much the same topic. Then you go home and you've got the other half to deal with, and yet the deal with the other half of yourself, which is exactly 50% of you, the more public presenting, the more uh, you polarize yourself into public and private, the more you have to deal with the opposite to what you presented to your boss. So the all winning, all achieving, all calm, all good, all fantastic person has to deal with the other side of themselves at some point in the day. And typically that might be when you walk in the front door and find the whole place a shambles and the kids running wild and your, your partner disappointed or disgruntled or confused. Now this is just the way life is. We're not going to try and change that reality overnight. That would be, uh, what do they say in AA? God give me the strength to change the things I can and the wisdom to know what I can't. So, Ultimately, wisdom is to know that you can't change the fact that people are going to present their public and keep their privates private. And that is a really interesting thing because it, it also edges toward the idea of emotions. 
so we're going to present our nice self to the world and we're going to keep a secret our not nice self and that is our emotional judgments rather than our material ones not whether we're watching porn but what sort of a person watches porn that's the judgment right you go oh i'm a sleaze bag because i'm watching porn so you keep your sleaze bag private and you're you're good citizen public never more so is this obvious with priests who've been caught in the, in the world of pedophilia or whatever but it's also true with footballers it's also true with uh, sometimes with uh, uh, people who get drunk and act out uh, a side of themselves that they're ashamed of and then blame other people for crossing over boundary lines so it's really difficult conversation to have this one but nobody does more to you than you do to yourself so if your boss is condemning you for being a dickhead or a, 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 an asshole or incompetent or something like that that just means they're reflecting what you're doing to yourself when you leave work so so far I've talked about public and private persona and I've talked about this in context of everybody has one the, 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 the only question is degree. Now, by now you know that there's a pyramid in all the work we do, which is the universal laws of nature. It's a pyramid. Or actually, it's a cone, but let's keep it two-dimensional for the sake of chatting here on Ben Buckler. And in that two-dimensional pyramid, there's a bottom and there's a top. At the very bottom, the width of the pyramid is quite wide. That's called the base. And the top is called the crown or the godhead. The lower down the pyramid a person is, the more polarized their two sides are. So a person in a got-to state of mind will be extremely uh, public with one of their personas and they'll be extremely private with their other. And again, I go back to the priests who've been caught um, abusing children. When you meet somebody, they will not present their private. They will present their public. And they will ask themselves, what do you want to see? They'll ask that person to say, what do, what do you want to see in me? And the pieces that, you want to, that they think you want to see, they will harvest and present in their best way possible. And the, they'll say, what don't you want to see in me? And they'll confine or reduce or hide the parts that you don't want to see. Now this is not inauthentic, this is just how humans are. It's how we get you know, brave, we, there's no such thing as bravery without fear. And when we have fear, it means there's a, a threat. And so brave people present their bravery under the uh, threat of something. But when there's no threat, they're not brave, because there's no fear. So we have a public and private persona. We've now gone to the point where we said at the bottom of the consciousness cone that individual who's desperate for a job who needs to be managed who will acclaim their skill as a manager in a business who will rise up and say I am the best manager you'll ever have because I control people I control things I control the public persona of people and that's the manager and go back just 15 years ago and manager and leader was one and the same and so they would have said 15 years ago if you can't control your people you're not a good leader of course that's ridiculous because it doesn't allow for identity 
and it doesn't allow for diversity and it doesn't allow for all the legal and, and uh, idiosyncratic uh, laws that have been passed to pr protect the innocent, so-called. But basically the laws are there to protect the public persona of the individual. So the more the individual complains about uh, bullying, the more of a bully they are. The more they complain about something else, the more of that they do. It's public persona versus public persona. And we only present that public persona to win the battle. And the lower down the consciousness cone, the more likely you are to have these confrontations existing in your team in, that you lead. And the more you have them in yourself, the more you'll have them in your team. So a team cannot be higher on the consciousness cone than the leader. And I really want you to hear that. The team, nobody in the team can be higher on the consciousness cone than their leader. So if somebody puts you under the management of a person low on the consciousness cone, you go down lower than them on your consciousness cone at work. Now, you, you, you've heard yourself say, I've got a shitty boss, I hate my boss, I don't want to work for this human being anymore. And that is because you're above that human being on the consciousness cone, you present more of your privates in public, you are less polarized than them, but they've been by some grace of the company or grace of something or technical ability being appointed above you. And you cannot work for someone lower on the consciousness cone than you, you must go down. And that will be that is the ultimate realization of management. Now, let's go look at this from another point of view. How do you influence people who are above you, who are lower than you on the consciousness cone? How do you lead someone from below? Let's keep talking this conversation, all right? Let, we, we started off by saying, as a leader, you must know people. And if I don't get back to this question about how do you manage from below, let, force me to come back to it on the next podcast or text me or do something. I'll try. I'm here on Ben Buckler looking out to sea. It's absolutely magnificent. I'm whale spotting, but I can't see any. So it's all good. We're in, we're, we've got single thought happening, single focus happening. We're here. All my senses are focused on this podcast. That's called turning up. So let's continue. If a person low on the consciousness cone presents a public and a private persona, public to you and private to themselves, then just take whatever you meet in someone to the degree that you're meeting it, flip it, and you'll know the person totally. So if someone comes and they go, you go, how are you at your job? They go, I'm good. So you know they're bad somewhere in, 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 in their private. Draw a circle on a sheet of paper, divide it into seven areas of life, and that good and bad doesn't have to be at work. So they might be good at uh, selling toothbrushes. They might be great at selling toothbrushes. But when they go home, they can't even sell affection. So, or in their health, they can't sell themselves a gym session, or they can't sell themselves some uh, uh, relaxation. They can't sell. So they're good at selling at work, but they're going to be bad at selling somewhere else in their life. That's the public-private persona playing out. Now, to the degree to which this individual extrapolates this is the degree to which it is true. For example, 
somebody at a got, a got to level of life, when you say, how are you at selling? They'll say, I'm amazing. I'm freaking awesome. I am, and this is where, you know, we get told by our parents when we're kids, don't pump yourself up or bigger than your boots or whatever it is. What we do, if we pump ourselves up at a got to level, we're at a got to level and we pump ourselves up publicly, somewhere in private, we're gonna beat ourselves up for being the absolute diametric opposite. Now, if you want to know somebody, first you've got to know what, what level they are on the consciousness cone. And that's really easy. Just listen to their conversation, how often they say got to, how often they say should, the next level up, how often they say you need, you need to, you need to, how often they say you want to, want to, want to, I want to, or I choose to, or I love to, whatever it is. You listen to their conversation and you just take that conversation and you take that as one of the markers. The second one is the number of times they say I, I. Me, me, I, I, me, me, I, my, my, eat me, my, my, me, 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 my, my, I, 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 me. The number of times a person says I or me or my is the lower they are in the consciousness cone. So I'm feeling tired, I'm feeling threatened, I'm feeling this, they're down. That means they're highly polarized between their public and their private persona. They're highly polarized. So whatever they say at work, whatever they dress up and look like, whatever they fancy pants they wear, there's another half to them. You just don't know which area of the seven areas of life they're manifesting and expressing that other half. But what you do know is at work, they will eventually bring it. So you employ, you know people and you say, I really trust you. That is really, really, difficult thing to say if a person's at the bottom of the consciousness cone. Now, we have a philosophy in inner wealth, coach them up or out. And what we say is if a person is at a got to, should or a need to level, you as a manager, as a leader, have a responsibility to get them up to at least saying every day, I want this and I want that and I want this. Now they can't rise higher than you. So if you're running around saying, I should, I shouldn't, I should, I shouldn't, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to get this report done, I've got to get this finished, I've got to get to work on time, I've got to get my team on board, I've got to get the company into the good position, I've got to, 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 that person can't be assured. You can coach them all you want. They're stuck under you. Public and private persona at the bottom of the consciousness cone is very, very silly to trust because the more extreme it is, the more glamorous this person becomes at work, the more of the opposite of that exists in that person. Whatever they're hiding will come through and will come out eventually. So as an example, you might have someone at work who's really nice, really kind, really caring, really loving, really warm, but their finances at home or their relationship at home or their circumstances at home are in the shit and therefore they're in got to at home we resonate at all seven areas of life at the lowest of the seven not at the highest and so one area in a got to drags all the other areas down to a got to and that's really important to know because somebody at work might come along and go I love working here I love all this work I love it all but what you might be hearing because you don't we don't understand the word love what you might be hearing is the complete opposite I've got to be here because it's so damn awful at home. So with all this comes the concept of knowing people. 
understanding them. Now, if a person really is in a love to space and or in a choose to space or in a desire to space, if they're at the top of the consciousness current, or even in a want to space for that matter, that person, the polarity between their public and private persona is small. In other words, they're at want to in, at, at a lowest, which is a score of five or six out of 10 on the VIP score, they're at five or six lowest in all seven areas of life. But if they're at got to, if they're at a two or a three in one of the seven areas, in other words, their relationship's gone to shit this week. Uh, and you know, I've got lots of examples where I meet really smart, love to people in all six areas of life, but they're in a relationship from hell. And their partner's unstable. And so their partner's at got to, this person cannot be above the level of their partner in the same house and next thing you know the partner drives that person down to got to they bring that got to to work and now what was trustable becomes untrustable so the difference between a manager and a leader is a manager takes people at face value and deals with it so we know we cannot intervene in what a person's going on at work in their private life, but we do know their consciousness. And a manager must work with the consciousness of that person as brought to the, to the, to the workplace, their, their public persona as we're calling it today. A leader has to deal with the public and the private persona. Now, unless people know this stuff, they don't know that they've got to, they don't know that they're unconscious, and they don't know the impact of poor self-leadership, poor self-management outside of the office. They don't have a clue. They're being themselves. They've just got public and private stuff going on. And depending on what sort of a background they've got, if they're highly religious, uh, brought up in a religious home, they'll definitely be humming around the shoulds which is pretty damn low. So they can't have anybody working for them higher than a should. Now, even if they're millionaires and they've got a beautiful family and they've got a gorgeous partner and they've got a great job, but they can't pay the next bill or they've got a health scare and they drop into got to, that person in all seven areas of life becomes untrustable because their public persona will be so radically opposed to their private persona. They'll start beating themselves up because their public will be so separate from their private. So at a love to level, we make our privates public. And that's called the discard form because what we do is we say to ourselves, if there's something I don't like in myself, that's my problem. If there's something I'm ashamed of, I need to not necessarily express it and tell everybody I'm watching porn at night. <laughs> but what we could say is, I love that part of myself. I'm not ashamed of it. And it will come out through your work and through your thing that you really like creativity or you really like human connections or something. It will come out in a more elevated form than porn. Secretly watched on a private account on your computer. Another example would be when I 
was dating my ex. When we first started, she was absolutely 100% transparent. She sliced off all her ex and all the suitors that the guys that were chasing her around the, uh, the coffee shop where she worked. She, she just truly, honestly was transparent. And over time, she became more and more ambitious to become a world-class athlete. And as she did so, instead of going up the consciousness cone and becoming more transparent, she became less. Because she introduced her sport as a got to. I've got to go to training. I've got to win this race. I've got to recover. And there were injuries that really forced her down into a really dark place. You can't live with someone, you can't live with someone who's at a lower consciousness than you, otherwise it's a war. And so eventually she spent more and more time traveling, being away in her got-to headspace, became less and less transparent. I knew it. She knew that I knew it. We didn't speak about it. I didn't have to. I'm a leader. I don't operate on what people say is their public persona. I operate on the duality of it, public and private. So no matter where you look, people are behaving to this model. Seven areas of life, public, private, balancing is always taking place. Whatever a person says at the bottom of the consciousness cone on one side, they're expressing the opposite privately. Whatever they say on the bottom of the consciousness cone, they're expressing the opposite privately. Nobody treats them worse than they treat themselves, so somewhere in their life they've got a polarity of thinking. I want to present this really good, perfect, excellent, wonderful me, and I don't want anybody to know about the other half. Now that can happen, as I said, if, if we get at work an unconscious boss and that person gets authority over us, suddenly we're stuck in the circumstances of being more conscious than our boss. In other words, the boss is in got to, we're not. And we're not in any of the seven areas of life in a got to space. We've got the finances sorted out, we've got our health sorted out, we're having sport and challenge in all, but none of it is life-threatening. So we come to that question I said I'd answer at the start, and that is, how do you manage upwards? First and foremost, by not reacting. You let that person, that boss, who's below you on the consciousness cone, which is absolutely impossible to sustain, you let that person operate at their bottom consciousness. You don't react. If they say you did a shitty job, they say you did a shitty job, there's some part of them saying you did a wonderful job and you, you look every time, and this is called an emotional shower, because you're not emotionally showering what they said, you're emotionally showering them. And basically you're saying, if this person says I'm a dickhead, somewhere inside that person, that unconscious person, more unconscious than me, somewhere inside that person, they are admiring me. Now the wise person, the wise person, the leader in life, sees the two sides of something and focuses on the positive. The dumb person, the unconscious person, sees one side of something and focuses on it. 
So the unwise person sees his news from their boss. Oh, you did it wrong. The unwise person flips into the emotional state of that's all that boss said to me. And it's not. That boss is unconscious. Certainly if they're more unconscious than you, if they see less balance in the world than you. If that boss is more unconscious than you, they're seeing two sides of you, but they're just not expressing it. They're not thinking it. They're not feeling it. They're not knowing it. There's a public and private perception of you. So privately, if you, if you look at this and it's really important to see, a person at work who admires you, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, relationship, sexually, whatever you want, will be the most critical of you. They'll make their public private. In other words, they will privatize their admiration and publicize their condemnation. Because they're lower on the consciousness cone, they'll polarize their statements. And you, being more conscious than them, go, if they say I'm doing something wrong, there must be something in them say I'm doing something right. I'm going to focus on the positive. Now, they won't verbalize the right. They will keep it a secret. That's why it's called private. What a spectacular day. What a spectacular podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the wind blowing through the sails. Speak to you soon. Bye for now.